Hey everybody, welcome to Girls Gone Hallmark. I'm Megan and I'm a lifelong Hallmark movie fan. And I'm Wendy and all I have to say is thank God for a Lacey Chabert movie this week. (laughs) Today we are discussing the wedding veil expectations. Before we get into all of our thoughts and opinions about this movie, you know, if you want to connect with us outside of the podcast, we'd love for you to follow us on Instagram. We are Girls Gone Hallmark, which is our Hallmark specific account. And we're also at Megan and Wendy, which is all things Megan and Wendy. Yeah, and you can also email us at meganandwendy at gmail.com if you have some thoughts on our podcast reviews or anything else. We're here. And you can join our exclusive Facebook group, Girls Gone Hallmark, since the beginning of the year. And I know we have new listeners. I would like to remind everybody listening that this is one of two podcasts that we host. Our other podcast is called Long Story Short with Megan and Wendy. That's a women's lifestyle podcast. We talk parenting and beauty and midlife and pop culture every Thursday. So we'd love to have you give that a listen as well. Let's talk some general Hallmark news and notes. All right. So we have what we here at Girls Gone Hallmark consider big news, a big, bold statement from Hallmark. We're curious to see how it plays out. And that is as of January 2nd, Hallmark has updated their online terms and conditions to exclude the use of racist, homophobic language, language that is negative about gender identity or orientation or is in any other way as a blanket statement otherwise objectionable. What we found really interesting is this movement was driven by a letter written by a fan. We found that information out in our Facebook group. So there's lots of behind the scenes information in there. If you'd like to hop into Girls Gone Hallmark. And as Wendy and I were talking this morning, I said, what exactly does this mean? Like, where does this apply? Mm -hmm. Uh, My first guess is like in their app where they have reviews. Yeah. But you found some other information that we have questions about. It it wasn't really you know, like you just brought up additional questions. Yes. So sleepy kitty paw on Twitter. Yes. This person knows the ins and outs of everything. I don't know how, but they mm-hmm. had had brought up that they were interested to see if this was going to apply to Hallmark's social channels as well. Yeah. Especially Facebook, because that's where a lot of really negative, awful comments come from, like in the in reaction to, like, you know, Hallmark posting, like, about a movie or whatever. Yeah. Um, I'm never watching yes, this. exactly. There mm-hmm. we go. Mm-hmm. So anyway. From the basement dwellers, so to speak. Sure. I think more than anything for me, Hallmark making the statement, standing behind the statement, mm-hmm. um, sends a big message. I'm curious to see how it plays out. You know, I'm actually really impressed that they took note from one person who wrote a letter to them or contacted them about it. I wonder if that was just like the tipping point or were they just waiting or what the story is. Yeah, I would hope that it was something that was in development for them. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. All right, moving on. In late December, it was announced that Hallmark will will film a 2023 Christmas movie at the historic Biltmore Estate in Asheville, North Carolina. Have you been there before? I have. Have you? Yes. What's the story there? I mean, it's a historic, beautiful estate. You can tour it. You can walk through it. And can you, do you stay there? Can you stay sleep there? Is it like a hotel? So they have lodging, but not in the actual estate. Okay. The estate is more, I would say, a museum oh, cool. piece. It's very cool to walk through and see how it used to run when it was an estate mm. and staff. And the grounds are gorgeous. Asheville, North Carolina is beautiful. Mm. I have
have seen clips on Instagram of this being filmed, and I like that yes. we're getting a Christmas movie filmed in the winter. Okay, so that's what I was going to bring up. So it's called A Biltmore Christmas, and it stars Christopher Palaha mm-hmm. and Bethany Joy Lins. Yeah, and cast. I have been... I follow her on it. Well, I follow both of them on Instagram. Yeah. And she especially has been showing a lot of behind the scenes stuff. Right. They start shooting today, the day that we're recording this, Monday, January 9th. But they've been there in the last like couple weeks, I guess, yeah. you know, for rehearsals or I don't whatever actors do. I don't know. Pre-production. <laughs> yes, exactly. But I was like, is this the first time that we've ever gotten like sneak peek stuff via social media on movie sets? I think what they have on their side is the fact that Hallmark has announced this movie mm-hmm. because a lot of times the movie hasn't been announced. So, for example, a movie that we're going to be reviewing tomorrow, I looked back on the actress's social media and she had posted like in hair and makeup on set of a project she was excited to oh. announce that would then become this movie. I don't know what drives when announcements can be made, but I think this might be the earliest we've ever gotten an announcement. You know, we got Jolly Good Christmas early last year, but mm-hmm. I think even that was like late winter, early spring. Oh, that was we it? were hearing about it. I don't remember. So I, I like, I like keeping the excitement up. Me too. I love Palaha and Bethany Joylin. So I have a fun fact. Tell me, Keith Nielsen, who did the costumes for a Holiday Spectacular. Yeah, he's doing the costumes for this movie as well. Mm. And so what I had read is that like. I think it's a bit of a time travel. Yeah. And they go back to the late 40s. And so I'm assuming he's doing like all the wardrobe for for that time period. And I'm so excited because I just thought his costuming was stunning. Agree. In Holiday Spectacular. So I'm really excited. We were like DMing back and forth. And he's like, oh, my God, this city of Asheville Mm -hmm. was like a buzz that they were like I making bet. this movie there and all this stuff so they put out a call for extras i, I saw that i looked at it and i thought man if i lived locally yeah wouldn't you be like let's go of course yeah super neat right yeah what else do we have uh christmas con announced a summertime fan convention for june 9th through 11th in overland park kansas now Wendy and I are kicking ourselves because Christmas Con was in Pasadena <laughs> last summer. Which is like an hour north of us. Yeah, and we didn't go. And then I really feel like Girls Gone Hallmark on the back end ramped up for us. Yeah. And then all of a sudden we feel like we really need to attend one of these. I, I think so. So June 9th through 11th. Have you checked your calendar yet? Everyone will be out of school. It is yeah, That's the too. weekend right after both my kids' birthdays, but... It's not the weekend of their actual birthdays. Oh my <laughs> like, we've got birthdays like in the few days preceding yeah. that. We would like to be there. Would you like to see us there? I, Let us know. It would be kind of fun. We'd like, you know, to attend as guests, as press. Something. Something. Well, uh, a panel hosted by Megan and Wendy of Girls Gone Hallmark. I would love it. I would love it so much. According to their website, tickets go on sale January 13th. And they also have announced their New Jersey... Yes. That was announced first. Right. That's happening in December. In December. And tickets have gone on sale for that. I know some of their ticket levels have already sold out for that. Yes. Wow. There was some contention in the comments when they announced it that people were saying, you know, it's not really fair to put them on sale now in December when money can be tight for people. But from a business perspective, they want to get those early ticket sales. They want to get that money in. And there's... 
there's no month that's great for everybody. No, they it's a business and they need to pay for their whatever they had. A, someone was clearly willing to buy those VIP yeah, tickets. Exactly. Well, this the one in Kansas, they have announced that Jonathan Bennett is the official host, yeah. which would be kind of cool to I would love. What's Kansas like in June, do you think? Humid, maybe? (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I've never been to Kansas. Have you? No. My son and husband have, and they went to a baseball game, and it was delayed by three hours for thunderstorms. Oh, boy. Yeah, I don't know. But I would go. As would I. All right. Look for us. Okay. (laughs) Our final bit of news and notes regards last week's movie, A Dog Lover's Guide to Dating. It premiered number 17 out of 150 in the top 150 cable telecasts for January 1st per show buzz daily. Are you surprised by those numbers? I think New Year's Day is a hard day to premiere a movie. Oh, yeah. Just because there's so many sports on that day. Mm-hmm. There's parade reruns, I'm guessing. Is that only here in Southern California where they would rerun the Rose Parade? That's a great question. Wait a minute. The Rose Parade wasn't even on January 1st this year. You're right. It wasn't. Um, I am not surprised. I think this didn't do as well as obviously some of our Countdown to Christmas movies. Mm -hmm. We don't have the Wedding Veil numbers yet, but I would guess that it didn't do as well as the Wedding Veil. However, Hallmark still kind of tops out most cable programming mm-hmm. they still perform really well i'm still in the top 20 i mean that's... i mean a lot of what they're behind was sports there were some other cable programming shows mm-hmm. on that evening and i also am not sure how many people who aren't dedicated hallmark watchers are assuming that there would be a brand new hallmark movie on yeah if you didn't see the terrible commercials for it sorry right. sorry because this was a sunday night which is Weird, right? Because all their other programming is now on Saturday, back to Saturday nights. So they needed to get it in in January. Yes. Yeah. Whatever. All right. Show a rerun. So that brings us to more talk of A Dog Lover's Guide to Dating and some feedback that we received on our last episode. And look, you are welcome to email us, Wendy at gmail.com. You can DM us on Instagram. Let us know your thoughts. We will keep them anonymous, but we're going to respond. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let me name a few points that were made in regards to our review. Yes. First of all, it was called Woman on Woman Crime. Mm -hmm. It was said that we attacked Rebecca Dalton's appearance. Mm -hmm. What else were we accused of? Calling her another stereotypical Hallmark blonde. Mm. What are your thoughts in response to this criticism? Okay, so the segment in question we commented that rebecca dalton resembles natalie hall i stand by that they look alike Mm -hmm. Um, and not just because they're both blonde i think they resembled each other they're Mm -hmm. both beautiful women and we made the comment maybe she should dye her hair brown to stand out now let me be very clear this was in no way attacking her appearance she's beautiful yeah we said we enjoyed her in this movie and we wanted to see her stand out we were not placing her appearance above her performance correct i agree intentionally if that was how it came across however we didn't want to see her get lost in a sea of actresses now it's kind of a throwaway comment to tell her to dye her hair brown obviously we're not like thinking she should take the opinion of two review podcasters Mm -hmm. our intent there was hey we enjoyed you we'd like to see more of you on hallmark how can we make sure that you don't just get lumped in with this Corey sevier co-star mix right that was our intent we're not that those kind of people 
I'm not here to attack someone's appearance. No, definitely not. And finally, it was said that we may have come for Corey Sevier's acting. Yeah. I'm the one who said it. Yeah. I stand behind my comment. I think he's a better dramatic actor than a comedic actor. And by the way, this is a review podcast. I think I'm entitled to say what I think about the actor. No? Y'all, this is not the Say Nice Things About Hallmark Movies podcast. I, and I just think... Okay, go ahead. I know what you're going to say. Well, all I was going to say is we, in our show outline, the very first thing we discuss is what we liked about these movies. Mm-hmm. Always. What did we like about these movies? We're not here to... Right. Hallmark movies. Right. But the other thing is, how can you trust us if we say this was a great movie? We think you should watch it. We know that the listeners of this podcast are not likely all watching all 52 weeks of Hallmark releases. Mm-hmm. And we have heard feedback in our Facebook group that, hey, we rely on you guys to tell us what movies we should watch or not watch. Our opinion means nothing if all we're going to come on here every week and say that was a good movie. Yeah, it was a five stars. Yeah, no. They're not all five stars. They're not. We know that there's a lot of work that goes into these movies. Yes. We celebrate the work that goes into these movies. We have an entire podcast dedicated to bringing awareness of these movies. We do not make this podcast as a joke. Right. We're not making fun of Hallmark movies. It is a lot of time invested to sit down and watch a movie and prepare notes about it and create a podcast and all of the goes into producing a podcast. We don't do it to poke fun at Hallmark movies and the people who make them. Right. Is there anything else you'd like to say about that? I mean, I would also like to add, like, we appreciate your feedback. I do. That's true. (laughs) We just wanted to clear this up because we did feel like we did. It is. We did not come from a place of like woman on woman crime. Right. So, yeah. Amen. Okay. Let's move on. Let's do a quick synopsis of The Wedding Veil Expectation. All right. The Wedding Veil Expectations. Avery and Peter try to keep the romance alive while renovating an old house and juggling work, but everything takes on a new perspective when Avery has a surprise for Peter. Starring Lacey Chabert, Kevin McGarry, Autumn Reeser, and Allison Sweeney. I think it's important to say that for anyone new to the series, The Wedding Veil Expectation is the first in a second trilogy of movies. There was a Wedding Veil trilogy that aired last January and February, starring each of these three leading ladies. And now we're getting a second trilogy. If you're wondering where we are in the Hallmark space-time continuum. It's so, it's like Star Wars. You know how Star Wars had like, they have like pre and then post and like, they're numbered, but it's all crazy. Like I have, it's like a big math equation to figure out which Star Wars movie I'm watching. This don't tell I, us we don't take Hallmark seriously. We're just equating it to Star Wars. So to me, this is the fourth movie in the franchise. Would that be correct? Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> I would like to mention, if you remember, the Wedding Veil was the most, the 2022 original first one was the most non-holiday Hallmark premiere in over a decade. Wow, I didn't know that bit of information. Wait, I'm sure we shared it a year ago. I Yes, and I know that it held that top spot overall right up until it was bumped by Three Wise Men. In the yeah, movie. but I still think it's the most watched non-holiday movie. I agree. Yeah. Anyway. So The Wedding Veil was directed by yeah. Peter Benson, who, interestingly enough, has 
150 acting credits, most notably to me as Stacy's dad, Edward McGill, on the canceled entirely too soon series, The Babysitter's Club on Netflix. That was canceled? Yeah. It was so good. It was. Why did it get canceled? Netflix sucks. That's crazy. And it's. I know that it did well. I know that it did well. My teenager is going to be really upset when she hears that. Yeah. Wow. I don't remember him as the dad on there, though. Neither did I until I looked a little more carefully. But mm-hmm. he has 12 directing credits, including Lacey's own Sweet Carolina. As well as 2022's When I Think of Christmas and Color My World with Love. Mm. Did you see that he had taken over the director spot from Terry Ingram? Terry Ingram had did the first three movies and apparently he was unavailable to do this one. So Peter Benson did it. I did try to look. IMDb was not updated. Correct. At all. I don't know if Peter Benson then directed Ivan Six mm-hmm. or if Terry Ingram comes in and does the, does mm. those ones. So I guess we're going to have to wait for next week's credits or IMDb to update before we have that information. Right. This was loosely based on the book There Goes the Bride, as was the very first movie. Again, I think they're just giving story inspiration credit because... Based on the brief Amazon synopses I'm reading of these books, there is not a lot of comparison. Yeah. But they did draw inspiration from these books, which is a four-book series that has actually since been renamed. Is that normal to rename novels? I don't think it's abnormal, especially in the romance novel. Oh, really? Yeah. So originally it was Wedding Veil Wishes, and now we've got books titled Long Tall Texan, Second Chance Hero, Valentine Texas, and Rocky Mountain Heat, all featuring shirtless cowboys on their covers. Yeah. So weird. I mean, I'm here for it. Whatever sells. I'll take a shirtless cowboy. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 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 The teleplay. The teleplay was written by Judith Berg, Sandra Berg. Do you think they're related? Uh, yes. I think they're sisters. Dynamic sister duo writing team. Cool. Yeah. Uh, they wrote the teleplay. They also wrote the scripts for the first three movies. But uh, another writer, Karen Berger, joined them on this one, which I thought was so funny because Judith Berg, Sandra Berg, and Karen Burger. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, I, I noticed like, how that. How funny too. is that? We also have Fiona Vroom reprising her role as Avery's assistant. And not big enough role for me. No, especially after her turn in Three Wise Men and a Baby. Yes. I was excited to see her again. Yes. I would like them to give her more to do. I would like to see her in a lead role. To yeah. Be honest. Justice have, for the redheads. Sorry. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin McGarry was filming uh, Wind Calls of the Heart in Vancouver while he was also filming this movie. So apparently, like, I, my Canadian geography is not great, but apparently he had to get on an airplane and, like, fly to Vancouver and Victoria? No, they're, like, very close to each other. I swear I read airplane. Maybe. Helicopter? They're, okay. <clears throat> they're both on the west coast of Canada. Whatever. I'm going to look for that article where it says that he had to get on an airplane. (laughs) I'm guessing it's less than 100 miles. Hold on. Like Victoria is an island. Ah, 76 miles. The trip by car, ferry, or bus and ferry takes approximately four hours each way. 
Oh, or a 35 minute flight. Hey now, I told you. But they're, yes, it's a okay. quick, it's a, it's like a driving so to Vegas. Cal to Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. That's all I got. Anything Me too. else? Okay. No, let's it. move on to first impression. All right. You go first. I was really hoping Kevin McGarry would drop the Boston accent. No. I have some thoughts on that So later. do I. Uh, my first impression was, what's wrong with rose-colored glasses? Yeah. We'll talk some more about that, Real too. quick. Yeah. Do you consider yourself a glass-half-full kind of lady? I sure do. Yeah? I think you don't think I do, but I sure do. Well... Famously, you have told me that I'm a pessimist. However, I... I you're a realist. I, I know. <laughs> I am. All right. Let's hop right into what we liked about this movie. Listen, I'm going to start off at the top. I know a lot of people didn't enjoy Kevin McGarry's Boston accent, but I didn't hate it. I liked it in the first movie, and I liked it in this one. Did you like it in the first movie? I like a Boston accent. Yes. Okay. And I don't even care if it's a bad one. I like it. So I have to say, I wrote this first impression as I was watching the movie. Since watching the movie, I have done my Girls Gone Hallmark due diligence, Mm -hmm. and I've dug into some social media posts and read some articles, and I have come around... I I kind of feel like the accent is an additional character in this movie. Sure. Um... Did you happen to watch the interview sequence? Till the very end. Yes, I did. Okay, well, here's what's funny is when I watched the movie, I turned it off before I, that. I figured you might. And then I see all of these posts and I thought, what? Wh- how did I miss this? And then someone posted it on Instagram and I, I went back and rewatched. Now, that is the highlight of the movie I for agree. me. Totally. When we're talking about what we liked... If you missed the brief little interview with Kevin and Lacey, who are playing Peter and Avery in Mm -hmm. this moment, but they feel so real. Mm -hmm. I almost was waiting for them, and they do break character at the end, to break character and talk about each other. Uh But of course, if you missed when she, she is asked what her favorite thing about Peter is, and she says his accent, and they both... Fall, they crack apart. up. Yeah, I wonder. A was that ad libbed? It had to because he was not expecting he, that. He like bent over onto her. It's like cracking up. So great. It elevated the movie for me. Their relationship in that moment. I, agree. Totally I agree. loved that. Do more of that. I could watch it over and over. That five second clip. I agree. But then I also wonder, like, what was the point of that? Like. Yeah, what, it, where were they being interviewed for? Yeah, I had nothing. They were in their clothes that they wore at the mom's wedding. So it wasn't yeah. like... Is it the wedding videographer doing like a... Perhaps. You know, do you know what I just pictured? No. 90210 at Brandon and Kelly's wedding and they're like interviewing everybody. Oh, yeah. Yeah. My husband is re-watching 90210. So right I've, now? He, all of a sudden, Yeah. Me, me and him should have a podcast. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I wondered that also. Where was this scene taking place? I don't know. Don't really care. Yeah, it was really funny, right? Yeah. I appreciated all the aversions that Avery was having ah. because of her pregnancy. Mm-hmm. Like the smell of Mason, his coffee. Mm-hmm. And I just, it was very relatable back when I was pregnant 15 years ago. I remember being like grossed out by a chicken and yes. all kinds of weird 
I was very nose sensitive. Yes. Yes. So, by the way, I'd like to add that pineapple pizza is delicious. Agree. I I don't know why they were making like it such a big deal about it. I do know it's one of those people things people feel very strongly about. Uh-huh. But we regularly order pineapple pizza or pepperoni and pineapple. Absolutely. And when I was in Hawaii, I ordered a pepperoni and pineapple pizza and they were like, that's actually how real Hawaiians eat their pizza. Oh, really? I, and now I don't know if this guy was blowing smoke, but I was like, yeah, that's right. Oh, it's good. Overall, I liked reconnecting with these ladies. Yeah, I me too. seeing them together on screen. Mm-hmm. Uh, I felt... A nice warm anticipation going into this movie mm. because I enjoyed the original three. I find them very comfortable and natural together on camera. I think the highlight of this movie for me was their relationship, the three ladies. I wrote that too. I um I was glad that they had kept them kind of intact, that they're still very much involved in their mm-hmm. everyday lives mm-hmm. with phone calls and whatever. And for me, a highlight is Allison Sweeney's character. Uh, Tracy, because she just has these like throwaway lines where like, <laughs> oh no, I'm not doing it. She's just such a hater. Yeah. In a fun way. And I love it. I just really relate to her on yeah. some level. Little thing. Yeah. Loved Lacey's dresses. Loved her wardrobe. Oh my gosh. She I wrote that too. Loved them. She just has like, I want to see her closet because she just must have like this row of beautiful dresses. I know. I was just like, who... Who dresses like that every single day? I'd love to. I mean, if I worked in a museum. I know, but even even on her, like, just in her casual wear, she was, like, dressed up. She looked great. You know? I also thought they did they did good by Kevin McGarry, too. He looked really good in some sweaters he was wearing. Yeah. <laughs> he looked really nice. And I would just, another shout out to whoever picked the wardrobes. The baby in the bow tie almost killed me. So cute. So adorable. Yes. And that's very clearly a very young baby. Nicely Yeah. Done. I agree. I wonder whose baby that is. You may recall a complaint we had about the first series of movies. And that is we would call them on their selfie taking. Yes. And this one, we see the shot of the phone screen. Yes. the ladies. Thank you very much. They have heard our cry. Yes. Because the first one, it was like, they I don't know what they were looking at. <laughs> like, they're, it was out of focus. It was weird. Yes. I do remember. Yes. So I was very excited that they had a proper selfie in this one. Did Peter's mom look so beautiful as a bride? Yes. I thought she looked lovely. Yes. And she was wearing the veil, and it was so yes, just pretty, pretty, pretty. Um, this is just a small little. People may not have even seen this, but there was um, a scene where Avery and Peter are out on their like balcony or something at their house, which looked like a big old castle, right? Mm-hmm. And the way that it was shot was so gorgeous because the, there were sun flares coming through the trees, uh-huh. and I was just like, "This is a stunning shot. Good job, Peter Benson!" Like it was beautiful yeah yeah i really loved that house does peter have family money peter has family he has money. family money yeah yeah that's why i was like why is he, why why is he working <laughs> i did i did he was briefly so stressed out about his job i, I was know. like i think it's because he really wanted to get art into the yes he's passionate about what he does yes 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 are you ready to talk about what we wished for yeah i have an overarching wish let's hear it and I don't think it's going to come true. Mm. My wish is that we don't get three babies in three mm. movies. I really hope so, too. And not because I don't like babies. I thought that was a very natural next step for uh, Avery and Peter. I mm-hmm. expected that. Now, Alison Sweeney's character in the first trilogy of movies was like, I'm not, I, I, I'm not getting married. Get married. I don't yeah. need the veil. Don't involve me in this. And now she's like, I'm not having babies. And so... 
On the one hand, I like the symmetry of that, like mm-hmm. that she is the one who has to be brought along. On the other hand, when we talk about <clears throat> what we want for Hallmark movies and where we want the stories they tell to go, mm-hmm. I think it's okay that we tell a story of a married couple who's childless by choice. Sure. They did it and We Wish You a Married Christmas. They didn't have children right? in that movie. Yeah. So I feel like Autumn Racer is going to have a baby. Even though she's, like, not ready, although we know we're at least a full year in the future in the next movie. Uh-huh. I don't know that – I don't want three babies. I I don't know if they can replicate that story three times over. Right? Yeah. Yes. Now, would I potentially be interested in seeing something in Allison Sweeney's character's story where it's not necessarily she gets pregnant and has a baby, but comes to parenthood in another way? Mm. Yeah, I'd be into that. What else did you wish for? I'm not sure that there was a lot of meat to this movie. Yeah. I counted at least six storylines. Avery's job, Peter's job, the handyman, the pregnancy, Grace's relationship, and then like the friendships, right? Uh-huh. And it was all those stories didn't make like a complete movie for mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. Do you hear what I'm I saying? It was like we got a snapshot of like what real life looks like. You mm-hmm. know, like we have like the house falling apart and this and that and whatever. But like, does that is there a story there with that? I yes, and I I wanted to say like focus on something more. Make one of these things right. Like make this the money pit. Make this. The story of Peter's mom. Right. That's what I wanted. That's where I felt like the real story could have been is like her budding relationship and how that affected Peter. Like, yes. That's what I found like most compelling about the whole thing. And then it was just like such a blip in the... Did you find yourself going, Peter, get over yourself? She's an adult woman. Let her find love. Yes. Especially because like I try to keep thinking like, was Peter's dad in the first movie... Had he died since then, or was he not even around in that first movie? No, I don't think so. And I read an interview with Kevin McGarry that talks about the accent, and it says, you know, one of the reasons he thinks the accent is important is it gives some of his backstory. It presents him as this, like, Bostonian, because we don't know Mm -hmm. a lot of Peter's backstory. I thought it was really an interesting take on why the accent is important, because I have more to say about the accent in a minute. But I don't – if we know Peter's dad, it's – I don't think so. I think he's been gone for a while. Yeah, I just think it would have been a better movie if they would have mm-hmm. focused in on that, give mm-hmm. some backstory more about, like, Peter's rocky relationship with his dad. I mean, they talked about it a little bit, but he wanted to – that scene where they were in bed and he's like, I'm just trying to keep my dad's memory alive or something. He says right. something to that and I was like, oh, yeah, that's the story I wanted to see. Yeah, focus on the healing that needs to happen there as he's about to become a father. Right. Yes, I hear you. And – when I thought about go deeper on this, I feel like one area they spent too much time was there were entirely too many lies for one attempted pregnancy announcement surprise. Yeah. Okay. There were too many things in the way. Like at some point you just need to be like, well, I really wanted this fun moment, but I'm not going to wait three more weeks to tell yeah. you that I'm having a baby. Right. So go deeper in a different direction. Yes. Yes. I think they relied a little on the hijinks of that particular moment, perhaps too much. Yes, but the, still, that doesn't even make a whole movie. No. Uh, no. So take away, like, all the... We're getting know, a minivan. I mean... I, I know. I know. Just... Uh, there's nothing to 
grip onto. I want to talk about the rose-colored glasses comment. I did not like how Peter kept referring to Avery and her rose-colored glasses. You know, they were talking about the house falling apart and this and that and whatever. I don't think it's a bad characteristic to have. And it was almost like he was like needling her a little bit. Like, oh, Avery and her rose-colored glasses again. I'm like, stop that. That's your wife. Yes. Don't make fun of your wife in front of other people about a characteristic she has. It's not cool. Well, and home renovations are stressful. Let one person feel like, yeah, it's all going to work out. Right. I'm fine. It's not, yeah. It, as someone who's been married for 20 years and have had home renovations done, like, it's no good when you both are spun up over, yeah. like, something. You got to have one to balance the other. Yeah. Right? And what is Peter worried about? He's got money anyway. Like, clearly they're living in this castle that needs renovation. The foundation like, <laughs> needs to be fixed, dude. Like, that, like, that is a problem. What are you going to do? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Ready for, did you see that? No, I have one more oh, wished for. please. I also wish that every conversation between Peter and Avery didn't include her saying, I don't want to fight. You're having a conversation. Nobody's raising their voice. Nobody's really arguing. Like, mm. you're having, you're not even really having a disagreement on things, but she just kept saying, like, I don't want to fight with you. I don't want to fight with you. I was like, you are not fighting. Mm. You stop it. Stop making something out of nothing. Yeah. So, right. yeah, you need to have conversations and yes. you need to not have the same opinion about everything right. and figure it out. Right. Now, are you ready for Did You See That? I am. I have a potentially hot take. Okay. I have no did you see that. I just have I have comments. One. I have one, but oh, okay. okay. I didn't think Mason, the boss, was a jerk until very late in the movie. Oh, yeah? I was like, he he's a business person. This part of the business isn't performing, mm-hmm. and so he wants to do something else that is going to perform. Right. Now, was he touchy-feely and warm and fuzzy? No. Mm-hmm. He's a business person. Mm-hmm. He was here to do a job. They were like, oh, Mason's such a jerk. And I was like, is he? No, I think, he, I mean, he was there to do a job. And I don't think he was rude. No, I didn't think he was rude either. He just was gruff, maybe. Sure. Fine. He was hired to have the museum perform better. Yeah. And... When she was like, I'm going to go to the media about whatever. I was like, whoa, girl, you're going to get fired. Like, yeah. what are you doing? I'm going to go over his head. I was like, oh, my gosh. But wouldn't they – so, like, their television spot for that, like, brought all these people. Wouldn't they have, like, done that way earlier? Like, I just feel They like, didn't have the connection. But the painting had always been there. I guess the veil hadn't been there. But why didn't, wouldn't they talk about like, oh my gosh, this is so amazing. We discovered this painting and we restored it and blah, 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 whatever. And there's this magical veil that we all wore. Yeah. Come out and see the painting. Yes, but I don't think they had the TV connection to come out and do oh, the interview. Oh, that's right. Yes. That's right. But yo, any Yahoo can get on the internet and like contact your local media station. Sure. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and by the way, I thought the the media guy, the Boston whatever, at one point I thought it was the same guy as Grace's boyfriend. Mm. They looked so much alike, I thought, like when they were watching the TV and they're like, oh, this is so-and-so for her. And I was like, wait, is that Grace's boyfriend? It was no. just me. It wasn't him. Okay. No. No, 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 no. Did you see when they painted that bedroom purple? I hated that purple Dude, wall. That's a no for me, dog. Like that I was could like never a sleep. six-year-old's bedroom. Never. I was like, why did they pick purple? Purple? Yeah, I thought the bedroom was beautiful before. 
Ugh, so gross. Hated it. I said, I was like, I hate this bedroom out loud. And those couches did not look comfortable. (laughs) No, I thought they were beautiful, (laughs) but those were not sit in front of the TV couches. (laughs) Give me an ugly sectional any day. Look, I will never be the person who has a beautiful living room because we sit on our couches. We We lounge, we watch movies, we read. My husband and I spent most of yesterday on the couch. You put your feet on the couch. Your dog comes on the couch. couch. My couch was a little pilly because we spend so much time Uh on the couch. Yeah, I understand. These ladies sure are able to travel at the drop of a hat. They're just like, boop, boop, twice. Well, is Autumn Reeser's character supposed to be in Italy or where is she supposed to be? I don't they, know. they never really said, I don't right? Know. I don't I don't remember. And Allie Sweeney's in Seattle? Is that I don't right? know. That's a long trip to go to Boston from Seattle. They're I don't just know. Like where... pop all the time. I'm like, oh, we just popped in. We thought you we'll be here for the weekend. <laughs> They're just always there. Yo, that's what friends do. And this is the second time I've said yo, so if that's I say it again, take a drink. Do. Yes, I expect you to come visit me if if you move away and I, I agree. need you. I know, but they need each other a lot. They're just like, they're always talking about how busy they are. Look, I think it's lovely. I would love it if a friend heard that I needed them without me saying it and mm-hmm. showed up. Mm-hmm. I just think it's like when you have three busy women, the ability for them to all end up in the same place at the same time happens a lot. Yeah, well, it sounds like they were still trying to, like, figure out their next antiquing thing, too. So, I mean, obviously her pregnancy got in the way of their annual trip. But aren't we, like, years out from when they, like, first found the veil, right? Now they're going to go to Greece, Italy. Well, it's filmed in Greece, the next. Well, yeah, why don't they antique while they're in Greece? Mm-hmm. They need an actual another trip to go to New Orleans. Why doesn't anybody else in this Boston set movie have an accent? I was wondering the same thing. Hmm. Nobody. The handyman should at least. <laughs> right? I think it does make Kevin McGarry stand out more. Uh-huh. I liked the um, his you know reason behind it being important to him. It just is noticeable that... That's not a single other accent. Not one. Not one. I mean, like, like my favorite, like, Boston movie, of course, is... Goodwill Hunting? No. You need a Southie accent? Oh, The Town. The Town. That's it. Yeah, everybody's got a Southie accent. I just love it. I just love it. Yeah. Sorry. I should move there. What'd you rate this movie? I gave it four stars. Oh, three and a half. Man. Oh. We're two for two, you being more generous. I me. just thought it was enjoyable. I think it felt like a warm cozy hug yeah somebody that i was revisiting like yeah it's it is funny to me that how the veil doesn't play like a huge part in in these movies going forward yes well, at least in this one were you surprised that the veil is still bringing people together mm, no because if it's magical did all its magic go away Yes, I just was, I was surprised that they are still using that as a plot piece. Like, who's it going to bring together in the next movie? I mean, we've seen it in the previous, but, you know, every movie is going to have an extra love story. I am. Okay, it's fine. I just, who's traveling with this veil so much? If it was so special, why is it like, (laughs) she's like, you know, I'd bring, I, you know, I told you I'd bring it back. Like, in your suitcase? Like, it's so special. Like, it, it's so old and fragile lace. Yeah. It's, and they're just throwing it over their arm in a plastic garment yeah, bag. Yeah. Mm. It just doesn't seem realistic to me, but it's still, I enjoyed it. Four stars. 
coming up for Girls Gone Hallmark tomorrow, we have a review of Family History Mysteries Buried Past. And next week, we'll, we'll be back with the second The Wedding Veil movie or the fifth the wedding veil movie however you're counting <laughs> the wedding veil inspiration before you go take a minute to leave girls gone hallmark a five star rating and a review join our girls gone hallmark facebook group and follow girls gone hallmark on instagram bye bye, bye.